Welcome to episode 50 of the Erasable Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Papernary, a curated collection of unique and hard-to-find stationary goods. Use the offer code ERASABLE50 to save 10% off your purchase through the end of April. Tonight, experience our revamped Pencils 101 with some basic and not-so-basic information and strategies for your best pencil practices. On the occasion of our 50th episode, Andy, Johnny, and myself are proud to present what to look for in a pencil. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, Tim. This is exciting. 50 episodes. We've taken the helm of the podcast back from the hijackers. <laughs> from those pirates. We, we just changed our password. That's all we had to do, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got hacked. <laughs> I, to- I told Johnny that uh, hackwing was not a good password because it was just asking for you know, somebody to hack it. Yeah. Yeah, so I uh, should have tried to talk you out of it. <laughs> My fault. Did you guys see the comment on um, on the event page for this episode? And somebody's like, I didn't understand what was going on. It was confusing. It didn't sound like you guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Is there like a new episode. format? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, just uh, <laughs> like just go back and read the description. <laughs> yeah. Worst episode to start on <laughs> for that. If you actually just, yeah. like, don't like Ben's. Yeah. Yeah. But they did such an awesome job, which I know we're going to talk about later. But that was so funny. Loved it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, tonight we're we're getting back into Pencils 101, which we've done before. And I totally am going to acknowledge that this idea was lifted off the Pen Addict podcast because they've been <laughs> talking about doing this recently, like going over the basics or just uh, what they're actually working on is giving us place to go to find basic information. I thought it would be good for us to basically take 50 episodes worth of stuff that we've learned and found out about and, you know, create a new pencils 101 primer for, uh, people who are new to the podcast or people who, uh, I don't know, just want to <laughs> give it another go and start over. <laughs> yeah. No <laughs> Cause they've gone down the, the a horrible path of bad pencils and they're like, <laughs> man, I need some, I need to start over. I need a new pencil life. So, yeah. um, yeah, but why don't we just jump right into tools of the trade before we get into that? Andy, go for it. Well, um, I am, uh, as I shared in the live video um, that I posted in the group about a half an hour ago and I was showing my setup, uh, I am drinking a Sapporo beer that I found in my fridge. Uh, about an hour after I got home from my trip on Saturday, I just bit the crap out of my tongue. And mm. I kind of used that as an excuse to just drink milkshakes and eat ice cream for uh, two days. <laughs> you did it on purpose. Didn't <laughs> yeah. <you? laughs> oh, darn. Um, so if I, I told everybody if I have like a slight lisp or something tonight, I'm like talking weird. Um, so I'm fine. I'm drinking the Sapporo just on the left side of my mouth because the right side is where it's all messed up. Raising a straw. Yeah. (laughs) Using a straw. (laughs) And then I am writing with, um, a, uh, Lekenza. I don't know how to pronounce it. Lekenza. L-A-Y-C-O-N-S-A. Uh, it's a puto fine uh, boligrafo, boligrafo uh, which is a ballpoint pen, pen? that I bought oh. in Peru. And they're super weird. They're kind of cheap. <laughs> um, they're kind of like a bright neon green. Um, and they're just not as good as like a bit crystal. 
I do feel like a failure. Well, we'll talk about that later in Fresh Points. But writing with that in my... We'll talk uh, about you feeling like a failure later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or we can just spend the entire hour on that. <laughs> uh, I'm writing in my Indiana country county fair uh, field notes that I have been that I started not too long ago. Um, how about you, Johnny? <laughs> All right, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take my mouth. So I'm drinking what Les suggested, which is a mocha campana, which is a three-cup mocha pot with a dollop of homemade whipped cream on top. And when I say dollop, I mean like a whole ton of whipped cream. Like a softball-sized dollop on the top. Yeah, it's in a, it's in a bowl with like <laughs> six ounces of coffee. I've got it in a bucket. <laughs> um, I'm writing with a pen also. Um, perhaps exotic. I'm writing with a big M10 click that I ordered on eBay from what country did they come from? Portugal. What? But I want some more because they're really awesome, and I have like one. Uh, we put yeah. put a, a link to this in show notes. Yeah, I'll, I'll find it. Apparently, you could buy them here in the '70s, but I was only alive for four months in the '70s, so. Oh, you can get uh, packs of ten of them on Amazon. What? For $22. I would pay that. They're awesome. Yeah. I'll um I'll put a link in show notes. Cool. And what are you writing in, Johnny? Uh Sweet Tooth Blue. Nice. That one looks How the best. Tim? Three, I think. Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah, I like the blue. But I, we, I went I didn't go for the yellow one on purpose. That seemed a little on the nose. <laughs> Did you see the uh debate that I sparked in Field Nuts? talking about if that red is red or orange no <laughs> it, was, it was like the the white and gold dress slash black and blue dress like all over again everybody <laughs> saw, everybody saw something different i'm drinking liquid with ice <laughs> and i am writing with a tombow 2558 in b which i'll talk about later which uh i think i've went because of amount of writing and just sticking to one pencil, I've gone through this pencil faster than probably any I ever have. I just started using it yesterday, and it's well past the Steinbeck stage because I've been working on a lot of stuff. Hmm. Uh, but I'm enjoying that quite a bit, and I am working, or I'm writing, of course, in a write notepads pocket notebook. I've got the white one, uh, the white blank notebook, and I have my I voted sticker on the front from the primaries. Nice. Uh, but that's what I've got. That is me. Yeah. Well, here goes. I hope you Fresh enjoy your, your cup of liquid. Thank you. It is very delicious <laughs> liquid. It is cold and icy. And liquid. The ice cube is made of very cold liquid. <laughs> uh, but the other liquid may have a higher, like a lower freezing point. Uh, it's possible. It's possible. <laughs> I haven't, I'll have to try it out. Okay. I'll have to do some research. <laughs> Internet for Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, empirical research. I'm going to actually okay. get out there and... Some gonzo journalism. Yes, exactly. Um, well, let's get into Fresh Points, and let's start again with you, Andy. All right. Um, well, uh, as many of you probably know, uh, episode 49 was a bit of a break from what we usually do. We, um, I, I think we've sort of been talking about this for a while, haven't we? Um, I know that... Johnny and Tim and I were talking about mm -hmm. it last, like last it's fall, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. and so it's I remember like when I went out and hung out with uh, Caitlin and Caroline uh, last November in New York. I brought it up, and they were just like, "That's amazing!" So we were 
thinking about it. And then um, Alex Cullen, who Caroline talked about when she was a guest on the show a few episodes ago, <clears throat> she's super great. And the three of them decided to record an episode of Erasable. So um, the entire thing with the fresh nibs and the call-in and calling Brad Dowdy was all um, all their idea. So I basically, we were just like, you know what? You have the mic, run with it. And they did. And I just can't believe they let that scoundrel onto the episode. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, Gosh. he's, they're celebrating their he's own. He's the worst. He's the worst. I hate Brad Dowdy. <laughs> <laughs> what a jackass. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, they're celebrating their own hands. milestone. Uh, episode, episode 200. Um, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Come at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I uh, haven't listened to the episode because what? I haven't had like a quiet hour to listen to it yet. <laughs> it's, uh, or, it's, it's pretty good. For a while, they talk about the pens they use in Fifty Shades of Grey. See, I would start laughing and like be walking on the street cracking up. <laughs> so that guy. Yeah. I bet he co-has a podcast with pencils too. <laughs> there are there are a couple call-ins. Um I think John, uh, Tim, did you listen? A couple of Yahoos, yeah, I heard them. Yeah. It's it was pretty good. I heard of those. Johnny's um Johnny's Some people just don't know. Johnny's accent switching was was quite nice. <laughs> yeah. That guy is a jackass. He's the worst. <laughs> the melted pen. <laughs> I'm just not. I'm just gonna go ahead and not bleep out, ding out the jackass. I'm gonna say that we're talking about the animal. Okay. If anybody talking asks. about an animal. Yeah. I was talking about. I mean, that guy was talking about a farm, right? Yeah. 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 Pigs and <laughs> the donkey. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, everybody, go listen if you haven't already to episode 49, Erasable that US slash. Just skip the Brad part though, because yeah, he, he snuck in. We didn't want him to be there. That was he just went on way too long. And... He snuck in like they just like, he just like, kind of hijacked the call and like kept talking about pens. And we should, we should just, just edit him out. Yeah, yeah, Didn't we should probably just put up like there. a revised version. Yeah, <laughs> gonna make you sit there and listen while he scrubs the ink off his hands. Yeah, <laughs> he calls me up late at night and does that. It's really weird. <laughs> yeah, he was holding you at Japanese extra anything. fine point. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like water running, a grunt. And... <laughs> Lava soap. And like it's weird. The yeah. the rattle of a towel rack on the bathroom wall. And then he's like, Night Johnny, and he hangs up. <laughs> weird. Every every single night. It's so weird. Yeah. That's why I drink a lot of coffee. I stay up for that call. <laughs> exactly. You're afraid what'll happen if you don't answer, right? Uh, well, at one time he came over. Oh. Is that is that when you wore your General Lee costume? No, that's when I wore my grant. Your shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's why I bought it. You know, I just hang it up on the door. It stays away now, just in case. Uh, it's in a, it's in a, like a display case on the wall with a glass cover, with like a little hammer next to it, and you have to smash it open if you need it. <laughs> in case you know, of doubt, like, break glass. Like a fire extinguisher. Yeah. He came in the window one time, so I have a grant tattoo actually across my chest in case he gets me on my bed. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's our episode title. In case of doubt, you break glass. <laughs> in case of doubt. <laughs> Turn off shaved chest and show him Ulysses on your chest. <laughs> uh, Man, but they did such a good job. That episode yeah, was awesome. So. That was a great episode. Um, also, I mentioned, I think, in the last time we recorded in episode 28 or 48, that um, the Steinbeck World Tour package has uh, hit San Mateo, California. So. Uh, I took it with me to London, and then I completely forgot about it and didn't do anything with it there. So I'm just a jerk who kept uh, the thing for two weeks. So um, I finally got to use 
the Steinbeck Trio, which is, of course, a original Eberhard Faber Blackwing and a round Mongol and then a Blaisdell calculator. That Blaisdell calculator is really good. It's amazing. Yeah. I I think that, you know, somebody needs to co-opt the brand and, like, reformulate it and bring it back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was that was super good. Um, have you guys ever written with it? Yeah. I, I have one, but I haven't sharpened mm-hmm. it yet. Ooh. Yeah, it's, I have two, and I sharpened one of them. And I... Yeah, it's so good. It's actually right in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. I um yeah I, I haven't I haven't dug into it yet and did any like sampling with a side by side with anything else to see if I could figure out what would be the closest match but yeah it's really nice in the round barrel it's, yeah I just I don't can see why that was Steinbeck's favorite I just don't know anything about the brand of Blaisdell I just need to look this up pay attention it was an American brand right yeah I think so I saw it in I was flipping through Petrosky's book mm. and I saw the just opened up to a random page and there were I guess there was like the eight eight or ten American pencil brands mm-hmm. at whatever given time he was talking about and it was one of them. One of them in there. So good. So uh yeah, it's such a it's such a cool like little like tour box. Has it hit either of you guys yet? Nope. I yeah. I have them so I didn't yeah sign up for it. So it's cool. So you, you get um you get to try out the three pencils. It comes with a little like Altoids tin full of pencil shavings and a little like Kumrit wedge. <laughs> and uh it like there's a little field notes that you can like write a little review in, you get a page. <clears throat> and so I did that and sent it along. It was super cool. I really enjoyed that. So uh last last field uh, fresh points I'll mention is um I feel I feel like a just like elitist jerk by talking about like traveling so much but for, sure. for for whatever reason i have been traveling a lot um and i just got back from peru for a week for some uh various like field research that we did um i managed finally to sneak away into a little stationary shop and since we've been talking a lot about um bit crystals which we will talk about again later uh walter galindo who is in our group uh, and lives in i think guatemala um, is it Guatemala, guys? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he knows a lot about Latin American Bix and um, was like, oh, you have to pick up this and this and, um, you know, find this and this. They're all over the place. And I went to three different, like, stationary shops slash grocery stores and I could not find one. I could not mm-hmm. find any Bic, Bic products whatsoever. Um, I did find um, that Lecanza, which I was talking about, which is which is weird but like cool, uh, super <laughs> cheap. I found some Faber Castell uh, Trilux pencils, excuse me, pens, <laughs> and uh, those are really great. They have they're the quality, in my opinion, of a bit crystal. Um, and I found a couple of th- I found some like triangular Mongols, which are super great. I'll send you guys. Um, and I found some Artesco brand pencils. Have you have you ever heard of that brand? No, I've never heard of it. It's a cool name, though. Yeah, Artesco. It's um seems more like an art pencil because they came in different grades. Um, the one that I got is two B. It's very nice. Uh, yeah, I'll send, so I'll send you guys a, a few of these. But uh, yeah, it was a it was a a good trip. I look like a crazy person just like getting super excited about Mongols in like some other language. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, I have these. They're it was, fun. it was a fun trip. Just wear it proud. Yeah. 
I ate guinea pig and alpaca. <laughs> what? Uh, guinea pig is a popular dish in Peru. Really? What's it taste like? <laughs> Chicken. Chicken? <laughs> I, I didn't have it like spit roasted or anything. I just had like like shredded on like a little like piece of bread or something like a with some other stuff in it. So yeah, I mean piece like a like a little <laughs> like a little appetizer. And so I, I barely tasted the uh tasted the guinea pig, but that was definitely the only way I was gonna eat it. Like I definitely Vegetarians uh, unite. Yeah. <laughs> well apparently sometimes they serve it uh with like legs still attached and stuff. Hmm. Uh no. but places we ate knew that there were going to be like weird queasy Americans there. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cuyo, Kathy Rogers says that's, that's what it's called. Uh, and no, we did not eat it with the feet on. Um, <laughs> so that, and then we had a weird sounds. I didn't eat it with the feet. <laughs> I on. didn't eat it with the feet on. Um, and we, we also had alpaca, which was interesting. The trouble is, is they're super cute. I don't really care about guinea pigs that much. So I was fine eating it. Um, but alpacas are super cute. They're like mm. the smaller, like smaller, cuter llamas. I have a very There's nice bunch of them around here. Oh, I bet. Yeah. yeah. What did you say, Johnny? I have a nice scarf made of alpaca. Yeah. Yeah. They like had rich. they had a whole bunch. Yeah. They're delicious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The scarf actually tastes like crap if you get it in your mouth. <laughs> it's the color of pencil lid. <laughs> so yeah, that was um, that was Peru. Um. Yeah. So uh, that those are my fresh points. Uh, Johnny, how about you? So I'm gonna mix mine up. So I did much less glamorous traveling than Andy. I got to go to Boston two weeks ago, and go to Bob Slate. And I've been to Boston too many times in the last year, so I didn't actually get anything for me. Yeah. But I got some stuff to send some folks, including you guys, which probably come tomorrow. Um, and in two weeks, Charlotte and I are going to New York for her first trip to New York and to the pencil store. Yay. Very exciting. She's oh, super nice. stoked to go to Kino Kondia and go to the Hello Kitty aisle. Oh, I bet. Yeah. That'll you're be gonna, like the day. You're going to have to get like Caroline and Caitlin to just like spoil her rotten. <laughs> yeah. Dig out the, um, engraving machine. Yeah. Do some obscene stuff. <clears throat> Funny stuff. <laughs> With your... Cute. I want to pencil with this. With your like, how, how old is she going to be? Four, five? She's going to be six. Six. This Saturday. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Andy alluded to this earlier. We started a big Crystal Lovers Facebook group because, you know, we all probably have dirty pen secrets. <laughs> and speaking only, perhaps only for myself, mine are a lot cheaper and uh, less messy than most people's. I so. I maintain that, and we ha we had this conversation with somebody in the group um, about how why bit crystals are the pencils of pens. Yeah, and I think it. Uh, yeah, I think I think that it's perfectly all right for a pencil lover to like a bit crystal, especially those really cool yellow ones you can't buy in the well, U.S. Yeah, wasn't that a on a in the James Ward book? Didn't he talk about how the bit crystal was modeled after pens? But he after I pencils. mean uh, it was after pencils. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And just like the the amount of precision and like just amazing manufacturing quality of like the ballpoints in there are like they do it by the like millions for the little ballpoints and mm -hmm. they're just great every time. So it takes a yeah. lot. Like arguably more skill and quality than like a handcrafted fountain point pen. 
Yep, you hear that, Dowdy? Come at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the Easy Glide, you know, that's nice. It was already a good yeah. pen, but now it actually writes nicely. I'm like, oh, it's a big. Like, yes. Yeah. Jerk, it's a big. Writes mm-hmm. nice. Thank you. I can but, see um, that some you... of the the thicker point uh, bit crystals can get a little like oily and it's a little bit like smeary, but like yeah. medium and fine points are just amazing. The good thing about um, the fat ones is you can watch them die and like write a letter and like ooh an inch yeah. is gone, yeah. <laughs> and they smell really bad. And like <sighs> getting high off the ball pointing, but um, Target has those new ones called the ultra the ultra fine. Is that what they call them? They come the extra precision. They have I like a needle I point. I haven't seen those yet. I what? haven't gone and gotten oh, any. They're sweet. I, uh, what, do you know what the point of millimeter is? I thought it said 0.7, but that can't be right. Hmm. Yeah. It's smaller uh, than that. They're a little finer the, than the, um, the, the normal fine medium ones one is 1.0, right? Is it? I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was, uh, the normal was like a 0.7. But I don't know. I have I one. I so. Okay. I mean, sure. the European fine ones are the ones that write the best, I think. They don't glob and they're very smooth. Yeah. And if you know, if you look around at eBay and you don't mind getting a big pack, you can get a reasonable deal. Yeah. So yeah. we have a, we have a lot of uh, we have a lot of snobs uh, in the chat today who don't <laughs> think that bit crystals are very good. <laughs> so uh, I I challenge you to get one because everybody has one probably under their couch or in their car. <laughs> like I think it's a I think it's just a universal law. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they're everywhere. <laughs> So uh, I challenge you to go back and try out a bit crystal and compare it to, um, I don't know, like a like a Schmidt fountain pen re- or uh, not a fountain pen, like rollerball refill or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, and it depends on the color. Some colors are better than others, and you know, sometimes you just got to go. Yeah, the green one. one. I'm I'm not super impressed with the green one. The blue and the black and the red. Pretty good. Yeah, I usually stick to the blue and the yeah. But, the red's a little too like bright. If I want if I want a red, I want it to be a little darker so I can see it better on the page. But yeah. So uh, yeah, we may dedicate a whole episode to bit crystals. So hopefully we, we, won't, we won't lose too many listeners. Just felt wrong to do first... it on episode fifty. <laughs> yeah, it would be like the first episode of a podcast in the world devoted to the bit crystal. Even over possibly. even over that other one that has two hundred episodes. <laughs> they didn't do one of the bit crystal, did they? Ex- well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, now they're going <laughs> to the do other, it. Challenge the other podcast. So I have a, I, I've mentioned before that I'm a Cubs fan. The Cubs' biggest rival is the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And the Cardinals have been doing this thing where anybody from the organization who's interviewed about the Cubs calls them the other team or like the team up north. Like they won't say the words <laughs> Cubs. So. Uh-huh. so we'll just have to say that for the, those guys. The other the, the, other, the, 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 that, the other podcast, yeah. The uh, permanent. It's the opposite <laughs> of erasable. Indelible? The Indelible Podcast. <laughs> the Indelible Podcast. <laughs> the Won't Go Away Podcast. No, nice. the Stain. That's the opposite of Erasable. Stain. <laughs> stain. The Human Stain. Ew, gross. <laughs> Brad really is going to come over and smash me. He's like three feet taller than I am. Uh, <laughs> Mike's going to be out in San Francisco in June for WWDC, so I, I really I really need to be nicer. Yeah, you're going down, bro. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you're tall, also. I'm well, look at the last short. time the British fought the Americans. What happened then? What? what? <laughs> <laughs> we tried to put their nose into that quiet little war we were having ourselves, and that didn't go very well either. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, right. So, uh, 
Moving on. Um, <laughs> no, we didn't actually no, have the. <laughs> we didn't have the Lenores in hand last time we recorded. Yeah. Because we were hijacked. So, what do you gents think of the very itty bitty grid? I love it. It's um. I'm a fan. It's it's too it's too tight it's too thin for me. Yeah, for me, I like it's it's so thin that it just kind of disappears for me, and that's why I like it. It's like a um. I feel like more freedom to not follow right along the lines and like right on top of them or combine multiple multiple rows and stuff like that. That's really interesting because it had the opposite effect for me. It it actually made it. I was like, okay, I'm going to write every like third line or something like that. And then I would like start counting. So I don't know what that says about it too much. I don't know what that says about the difference between you and me, Tim, but <laughs> apparently I follow the rules too much. I'm just messier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I love the quality of the paper. I love the build. I love the aesthetics. I love the gray like grid that they use that I know that um, that was like Chris's second go at that, right? Yeah. So yeah, I, It was darker originally. I loved everything about it just except the size. And I, I love like, everything about it plus the size. Plus the size. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I was sort of skipping mm-hmm. lines with some pencils and cramming it in there with others. Yeah, I just finished one yesterday, I think. I carried it in my pocket. You know, it lasts a little longer than a field notes, and it still looks better than a field notes at the end. Yeah, of the uh, you know, butt sitting on and throwing around this that happens to a pocket notebook. The butt sitting on and the throwing around this. Yep. <laughs> no spaces. Hashtag. Dr. Johnny Gamber, PhD, everybody. <laughs> Hashtag. The bus staying on and throwing aroundness. Hashtag. <laughs> hell yes. <laughs> Hashtag Baltimore. The throwing aroundness. This is our episode title. It's going to be a real searchable episode title. It's there. either in case of Dowdy Break Glass or the butt sitting on and the throwing aroundness. Oh man, I, I, like, I still like the in case of doubting. We're only halfway yeah. finished. <laughs> speaking, speaking of episode titles, if anybody hears us say something that is episode title voting worthy, uh, please throw that out in the chat if you are following along in chats. So, or if anybody in the chat has an idea for a good episode title, yes, yes. So, cool. What did you yeah. guys think about the uh, pencils, Lenore pencils? They look really cool. They, <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. they. They look really cool. The I. I I just haven't been using them. I mean, uh, to be honest, they're just not really in my wheelhouse. They're, they're too light. They're, they remind me of a, oh, what is it? Yeah, they're just a little too light. It's It almost has like a a hollow feel. Like when you're writing with it, it almost feels like it's hollow. I don't know if that makes sense. We, we discussed uh, that. Sense. Well, we discussed that. And do you think it has anything to do with like the dyed wood and how it's basically different now? Like it it's a different like composition. very dry. Yeah. That makes any sense. I don't know. They look awesome. Yeah, so, yeah. They're so pretty. They look, look great. at it, mm-hmm. stare at it. I I love the, just like the typography on the barrel of it, which is very hard to do. Um, so awesome that he got like Musgrave or, um, whoever did it to like, to stamp that on there like that. It looks beautiful. Yeah, the color scheme looks perfect. And yeah, the packaging in the notebooks, which I know I'm jumping back to the notebooks, but you have to throw out that that packaging was amazing. Yeah, with the. Edgar Allan Poe card with the frame. Yeah. I think he nailed that. That was so cool. I did try to um, face a swap on Snapchat with the card. <laughs> did not work. It was too low res. So, uh... <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. It started freaking me out. Oh, yeah. 
face swapping has become a big thing. Like what? What is going on? <coughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that yeah, the dyed wood. Like I love the aesthetic of the dyed wood, but it really just doesn't like feel good to use. And and I realize kind of the hypocrisy of saying this because I really love the testing 100, but those hexes are sharp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Lenore, it's it's funny, Lenore Hoyt, our group member whose name is Lenore and has been getting a lot of attention because of this, this edition, <laughs> is basically writing along in the group as I'm saying this, so I think that our minds are just in exactly the same place. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> It's so sharp. It's it, it feels a lot like they use whatever the same like planing machine or whatever as the testing one hundred. Mm-hmm. So yeah, me, it seems like it. Give me a nice semi-hex. Yeah, for sure. A round. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I wonder what they'll do next because they're they're flagship pencils. One's hex, one's round, and one's jumbo. If Chris Chris likes to um, he likes to do the stamping, which are is harder to do in, into the rounds. So that's true. I imagine yep. that might get a little difficult. Yeah. The what are the clear ones co- the natural ones covered with? Is that a sort of clear lacquer or is it just uh, really smooth? I don't have one in front of me. Yeah, yeah, I don't have one right in front of me, but I don't know. It, it's if it has a lacquer, it's very li- there's very little, yeah. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. that's my favorite one they do aesthetically. Yeah, it's me so too. Pretty. Hmm. Yeah. So um one more thing. Because the sweet tooth, you know, it got a lot of hate, and then people got it in their hands, and then everybody loves it. Like, mm. So, I was wondering if you guys have had success with pencils on this really rough colored paper, and if so, what pencils? Mm. I um, did not buy any, so I'm gonna just sit out of this conversation. <laughs> uh, I opted out. I just didn't didn't want them. I try. I tried the paper. Actually, the local place here has the has the notebooks and held them and wrote in them. It just wasn't. It, so I just didn't. Decided not to spend the money. I think I talked about that last time. I bought the Chicago books instead. So I'll let you two yeah. duke it out for sweet tooth. <laughs> I'll get you, Gamber. <laughs> no, I um I have really been digging my um my pop two B Nataraj pencil. Um I got that I got a couple of those at um at CW pencils. And I've been using the yellow and gray um pop Nataraj pencil at like for, with my my three legged juggler uh, confidant, uh, because it matches the colors are all the same, and just a little bit different. But I've been using that there, and I also have been using it in my sweet tooth because they're all like such bright colors. And it's a two B Nataraj. I'm I'm totally probably not saying that right. Is that how you say it? Nataraj? No idea. <laughs> okay. Well, it works. It works really well in there. Um, those like a little bit softer pencil. It really picks up a lot of like a lot of graphite and as long as it's not too soft your point still is pretty good because it's toothy the paper is but it's not that bad yeah i've been using the Absera absolute speaking of pencils from india Ooh, yeah that's been perfect on there i actually just picked it up because the end dip sort of matches the blue one yeah but it works really well it doesn't doesn't smear like hardly at all just you know not easy to say of a dark pencil especially what says extra dark on it yeah like coffee <laughs> or what? our After Dark channel for the podcast. Nine <laughs> XB. Extra dark. That's 10 XB. <laughs> Extra carbon mixed in there. Yeah. So, well, yeah, a- that works really well. And then uh, just a regular Palomino HB, uh, I feel I think feels really nice on the Sweet Tooth. Yeah, I was using also a Faber-Castell, the black grip, the one with the dyed wood, 
Oh, yeah. Just because, you know, it really contrasts with the paper. That would work pretty well. Yeah. I think it's about a B, or Faber-Castell's version of a B, which is pretty hard. But, you know, on that paper, you can get a whole two pages about sharpening with one of those. Yeah. Which is excellent. But, uh, that's all I've got. How about you, Mr. DM? Real quick, actually, pegging back, Johnny, how, how do you use your sweet tooth? Like, oh, have you been I tearing just, it out or have you been using it just like a regular? Just like a regular notebook. Okay. I've felt the compulsion to like tear it, tear it out and use it for like little <laughs> notes. I don't want to just litter it all over your like all over your apartment. I just have I just cover everything in sweet tooth notes. Start using it for toilet paper. How <laughs> <Yeah>. that hurts. <laughs> uh, they would make good coasters. It's pretty thick. Yeah. Paper. When you get to staple day, it just really hurts. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Good thing the staples aren't Ooh. silver. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tim, you should really go before moving on. Yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna take the take the wheel here. Um, <laughs> Tim, take the so wheel. I'm a <laughs> so I'm I know I know I'm late to the party on this, and I know uh, Les and I have talked about this before. Uh, Les from the group and the Tombow 2558 NB is an incredible pencil, and I think it's a perfect one to talk about today, uh, I, because. It's a great entry level pencil. And have you have you both used this at all? I, I think so. What does it's it look like again? It's a yellow pencil. Has like that purplish ferrule. Yeah. A really nice yeah, pink yeah. eraser on it. Yeah. Uh, but it comes in HB and it comes in B. And so I've been meaning to get them forever. And uh, just because I've had the HBs before, I think I ordered them from Jet Pens and enjoyed them. But then I found out there was a B. I just kind of was dragging my feet on it, and I found a shop on eBay from Japan that sold them. I think it was like free shipping, and it was $9.50 for a dozen, Hmm. I think. So it was a really good deal, and I ordered them, and I waited like a week and a half for them to show up, and they sent me the HP. Hmm. I was like... (laughs) Dang, <laughs> so excited! So I got on, sent him an email, and like over the course of, I don't know, four days, we interacted with very poorly translated. I'm sure on both ends, like poorly translated messages, uh, and they ended up sending me the bees too, and let me keep the HB. So I ended oh, up nice. with uh, two dozen. I got the HBs and the bees. So I'll have to send you if you haven't, uh, if you haven't, if either of you haven't tried the bees, I'll I'll send you one. But it is a great pencil, and it's I think it's going to come up later this year when we do our. Uh, yellow pencil shootout uh, depending on how much of a purist if it's even if it's the the hb i'll still talk about it because it is a really solid pencil yeah. sharpens really nicely uh, it's a good semi-hex and the eraser is one of the best i've ever used on that's actually like, attached to a pencil yeah so i love this thing and like i said i've been using it a ton at school uh, i am switching grade levels next year which is like you graduated a great thing. Finally. It's a wonderful thing. I'm I'm really excited. Uh but I'm I, I just it's something I've been wanting to do for for a while. I've always expected it. So I'm going to be teaching up at the high school upperclassmen next year. Uh <laughs> which yeah, really excited about. And so I've been preparing. I've got a notebook. I actually have a write notepads Cape Cod mm. uh, edition that I've been using uh for my prep. I've just been reading some books and I've just been taking notes from the books I've been reading to get ready and just in the last, you know, like 36 hours i've almost cashed this thing out turned it into a stub for a for my bullet pencil so yes 
Excellent pencil. It's not. It's a true, a strange, fresh point, but it's just a pencil I've been using a lot, and I really, 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 really like it. So, if you haven't tried one, pick one up either as a single from CW Pencils or Jet Pens. And if you want uh, a dozen, I'll I'll try to find that. Uh, it's actually <clears throat> the eBay store that I used is also the store on Amazon. Mm-hmm. If you look them up on Amazon, I noticed that just kind of oddly enough that it was the same name. So, but I'll find that. Cool. I'll find that link and put it in the show notes. Yeah, nice. and I was going to talk about the Lenore, which uh, we've talked about, so I'll skip that. And uh, last thing, really, I'm going to keep this short, is just to kind of, I was wondering what you all were thinking about the Blackwing 24 now that you've had several mm-hmm. weeks to use it. Because we, we talked about it and kind of ran through it, but I don't even remember if we had them in hand when we recorded. I don't think we did, did or we? at least I know I didn't. Yeah, I don't think we did either. So we need to at least talk about it and uh you know, how has it been in use yeah. for you guys? So, Andy, how have you liked it? I've I've loved it. If it's I've been, mm, I used it in most of when I was traveling. Um, well, I guess I didn't have it when I was in London, but definitely had it in Peru, and I've just been kind of using it at my desk um, at work. And it's it's great. It's um, I really do like the like the harder core. I think that that's um, really something that was just needed because there's so many people for whom even the 602 is too soft. I'm not one of them. I think the 602 is great, but Mm -hmm. sometimes you just want a really good point retention, and I think that the 24 is good with that. I I know that we've talked a little bit about this, but I'm not convinced that this is the same core as the Palomino HB because the Palomino HB feels a little, like, more buttery if I if there's a better way to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, it just feels even a little bit softer than the 24, but a lot of that could be, you know, the weight of the pencil or the different, like, lacquer. It's not as quite as lacquered as the Palomino, um, and I could just be imagining it too, but I haven't really tried them out side by side. So, yeah. Um, it yeah, it feels, it feels just a little bit um, harder than the, the Palomino HB, the 24 does. Yeah, I still... I've used them side by side a good bit. I still stand by the point that they're either the same or they're so close that it was pointless to even come up with a new formula. Get it pointless. Get it. I was teaching puns today at school. Johnny, you're the you're the tiebreaker. What do you think? Um. Well, I had my subscription (laughs) a dozen. I went to Bob Slate and saw them and walked away and did not buy them. Hmm. It's like I like it, Hmm. but I don't. I'm not going to hoard them. I mean, I don't really hoard black wings anyway. Yeah. But um, I, I, I would have been happier if they put the Palomino H core in there, which is smooth and very hard mm-hmm. for a Japanese pencil. I've never used those. Yeah. It's. I think uh, Charles mentioned before that he uses either the H or the two H when he goes to meetings because the point retention is so great. Mm. I've never really ventured. Uh, I've never really ventured north of HB. Um, as far as finding usefulness in pencils, I have a couple of F. I guess I do have a few that are F, but I've just never really gotten into them because I guess I haven't found one that I liked. And I guess they have a pretty good track record. Maybe I'll try those H Palominos out. Yeah. I just wish they still looked like they used to. Like, yeah. Yes. I don't like the orange and black. Yeah. I, uh, so not last weekend, but the weekend before, I was having brunch in Palo Alto with Elaine from JetPens. And we, uh, we stopped at a store 
really tiny, cute little store downtown Palo Alto that sells the Black Wings. So I couldn't help it, and I picked up another dozen. But I definitely don't need more than that. Yeah. Unless I, I got the. Sorry, go on. I I got two extra. I mean, I got yeah. Andy and I. We we split a dozen yeah. of those six, and then I bought two packs. And and I do actually. After finding out how similar they are to HPs, I love them, and I think they look awesome, and I love the story, of course. And I just think I'm really into that. But I, yeah, I do think I should have just ordered one because I don't <laughs> think I'll I'll go that far into them. Not like the 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 two elevens. Well, just but. just wait for a few months and sell it on eBay for like 150 dollars. Did you see yeah. that? Wrong. The, with the two eleven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. How much was um, did that go for? It was the a dozen of the two elevens, and it was like ugh. almost two hundred dollars. What really? That is yeah, dumb. Oh my gosh, people. <laughs> I wonder, like, folks that are stocking up, are they stocking up Penny, to use or for profit? If any yes. sane pencil lover out there wants to trade me twenty fours or your your two elevens for my twenty fours, I'll do it. But there's no way I'll ever pay that much. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. But I guess they're not sold out yet. But yeah, yeah that is. Uh, well, that makes me kind of sad, but at the same time, totally expected. So. Yeah. <laughs> you could just sand down some 602s. <laughs> yeah, that's too much work. <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm sure that it's, you know, what Pencils.com, well, what Blackwing was, you know, hoping for and trying to achieve just to get like, yeah. the, the amount of buzz behind them, like behind Field Notes. But just just yeah. wait until every time somebody who works at maybe they're selling it. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, <laughs> conspiracy. <laughs> they have they still have like hundreds of thousands of boxes in the back. <laughs> they're like, we're gonna make we're gonna make bank. So two hundred dollars at a time. Charles is lighting cigars with hundred dollar bills. You know, they're <laughs> just lighting lighting two elevens and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> stirring his coffee with the two eleven ferrule. Yeah, two eleven was a beautiful thing. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. I stocked up on them. Yeah. I want more, but I still I still think they need to put this into circulation. Like oh, yeah. circulation. They should yeah. put a harder core in that with a silver ferrule and a pink eraser. Ooh. Mm. I yes. would walk to Stockton and buy all they had and drag them back to Baltimore. <laughs> Did you hear that, Nick Nicholas? <laughs> Give them out on the way. <laughs> we met I met the uh, the new brand manager. We talked about that position a little bit ago. Uh so Nicholas, who's now a member of the group, he is the Palomino Blackwing. Or I think he's the pencil.com brand manager. Yeah. What else do you have, Tim? Uh, that's it. Cool. I think I'm just stop there. So I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that, talk about that a little bit, and then talk about the, the 2558, because I think people will really enjoy it if you haven't tried it yet. And no, I'm not talking about my Easter Bunny pencils, Jeff. <laughs> I wonder if they don't like, exist. Wait, what? what? Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah, they do. That'll come up Johnny, later. That old oh. that old trickster Johnny put a fresh point in Tim's thing that says my foil wrap pencil addiction resulting in my hoard of Easter Bunny pencils. Nothing <laughs> to be ashamed of. Easter bunnies are pretty cute, you know. You, you just shake your fist at him in like prospector style. I'll be like, oh, you <laughs> land the ocean, gangember. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to pencils one hundred and one. Let's get let's uh, let's get into it. Yeah. Okay. Before we do that, uh, we should take a sponsor break. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode is brought to you by the good folks at Papernary, a curated collection of unique and hard to find stationary goods. There's a lot of interesting things for pencil lovers in this small online shop. They stock several unique storage items, including an affordable roll up thirty six pencil case, 
Sharpeners, for example, not only do they have the hard-to-find Sunago pencil combining sharpener, but also the small Kume brass wedge and brass bullet. And to protect those points, grab one of those Kutsua, Kutsua Stad metal pencil cap six-packs. You'll see those floating around the group. Uh, you'll need something to write in, and Paper has an eclectic selection of notebooks, including word singles, field note sweet tooth singles, philosopher's guild passports, and more. Be sure to check out their new Paper color dot notebook, and the, fir the first in a series of notebooks coming soon from Paper and his parent company, Notegeist. And, of course, Gary, the proprietor, is no strangers to pencils. He's an active participant in the group, and often will stock supplies that are in high demand for us. Hint, hint, talk about it so he can hear about it. Uh, for example, Paper is also one of the few places you can easily get boxes of General Cedar Point Number 1s, a softer, smoother version of their well-known Number 2 pencil that we all love. To help celebrate our 50th episode, Paper is giving show listeners a 10% off coupon that's good through the end of April. Just go to paperneri.com slash shop. That's P-A-P-E-R-N-E-R-Y dot com slash shop. And use the coupon code ERASABLE50, all one word, to save. More stuff is added every few weeks, so check back often. But remember that some items in the shop are limited supply, so don't wait. Remember that 10% off coupon code is ERASABLE50, able to be used with any purchase at paperneri.com slash shop through the end of April. Many, many thanks to Paper for supporting the Erasable Podcast. Thank you, Gary. That was awesome. Um, yeah, Gary Varner, everybody, he's in the group. He's amazing. He, I don't think he ever sleeps because he has a full-time job and he runs the shop. Um, yeah, so uh, check out, uh, out Paper Neri. Hey, we should talk about the notebooks that Gary says from Paper Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he had some uh, cool scout books made. Uh, sent out and he's selling them on the shop. I think they're pretty cool. So, you got, what do you guys think of those? I love the like blend, like the collage of like stationary products on the on the covers. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm so, loving yeah. the orange staples. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are great. I didn't realize that was an option that you could get in Scout Books. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of them. I like them. If you guys are a cool. collector of Scout Books, um, there's so many out there. Uh, <laughs> check thousands out thousands and thousands. Of yeah. Yeah. His, his are his are pretty great. It's uh, it's from a storefront that we all sort of those of us in the group who've been there for a while kind of have seen come together and evolve. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. And the dot grid from Scout Books is possibly the best dot grid ever. Yeah, it's, it's very light. It's light in a good way. And they leave some room at the top and the bottom for like a title, right? Yeah, yeah. And on the sides. Hmm. Don't wait. Maybe they do. There's a uh, co conference that um, that happens in Minneapolis in my profession every every summer, uh, spring, and Facebook often does like a little piece of swag for it just because they're a sponsor and they put everything in bags. And uh, this time around, there's going to be these nice. Uh, it's their big size, like their arts and sciences size. Oh, common mega mega. That's it. Um, there's going to be going to be one for that from from Facebook. So it's going to be pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Well, shall we begin class for pencil 101? Yeah. Sure. Ring your the bell. So, so let's <laughs> let's quickly talk about like what we're trying to accomplish with this, I guess. Um, there's been a whole bunch of people who have come into the group and said, "Hey, I just sort of recently really noticed pencils and I really kind of want to like get into them and go deep with David Reese." And uh, <laughs> and like what should I look for in pencils? And like, what are some good pencils? 
And how do you tell the difference between like a bad pencil and a good pencil? And a lot of times I'm just like, well, <laughs> do you have two hours? Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, here you go. Two hours right now. <laughs> yeah, here we are. Hopefully not two hours. But, yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think it's a it's a really good thing to do, and I think it's we should go over the basics of like the, even the simplest of like what makes up a pencil, what are the parts of a pencil, um, the anatomy of a pencil, so to speak. I added a link. Uh, it's actually a Huffington Post article, but it's just an excerpt taken straight from How to Sharpen Pencils by David Reese, where yeah. he gives his take on the anatomy which you know he certainly makes up to an extent like makes up words for this stuff <laughs> um, but we should just totally adopt them you know such as like when you sharpen a pencil and the the tip is broken off in the sharpener yeah you know because it's it's cracked uh, he called that the headless horseman or the louis the 16th i think it you um, know it works so well with like our steinbeck stage and all the things that we yeah 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 totally you said <laughs> so that's uh, so. So I put a link to that. We should start by just kind of running through uh, what he says there, because I think that's a good place to start. And maybe we can get into pencils and then actual attributes of pencils that you should look for. We'll just kind of give a rundown. Yeah. So uh, yeah, where should we start? There's so many different like, areas of the pencil and things to look out for. Should we start with the wood? Wood. So yeah, that that's the wood wood case surrounding the graphite core. Yeah. Um, that is the part that you hold on to. That is the entire part of the pencil. Uh, it's either round or triangular or hex, hexagonal, uh, or you know some other different kind. I've, I've used an octagonal pencil before. That was interesting. Really? Yeah, I can't that remember. Would throw me off. Yeah, it was it was weird. Um, I have a five sided pencil. It throws me off a lot. Oh, I bet. Yeah, it's fun though. Um, so the really interesting part where David Reese. Um, just really gets into, and this is something I've only first heard for him, but we'll sometimes say it is uh, the collar, and the collar is the the part from the end of the point, the the paint where it is not sharpened to the tip of the pencil. So uh, essentially, um, well, to the like where the graphite starts, I should say. So from the from the tip, the collar top, which is the boundary between the cedar and the graphite. Uh, to the collar bottom, which is the boundary between the bottom of the cone of sharpening uh, and the top of the like the painted or like the unsharpened shaft, uh, that is the collar. So uh, I'm going to propose an alternate name for the collar being the turtleneck. The turtleneck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that. Um, the, the turtleneck. Turtle. Is that turtle enough for you? <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty good. It's. Um, and hex pencils, the collar bottom is defined by the kind of the scalloped edges. And this, this is David Reese's terminology, uh, where the shaft's planner surface tapers into the exposed cedar point. Cylindrical pencils feature no such scalloping along the collar bottom, which is totally true and something that I've noticed, but I've never quite figured out how to like put into words. So <laughs> some good technical writing right there, David Reese. He's done it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which, and, speaking of David Reese, this is like a total side note. But did you see that he? I meant to mention this in Fresh Points. Yes. But that he has raised the price of his services to five hundred dollars a pencil, just to see if like that's his version of retirement. Yeah. He said, he said he's retired, which which means he's just going to raise the price like in unreasonable amount. He said. <laughs> I think some like millionaire just needs to spend a couple thousand dollars and just do that, so they can like break him out of retirement. Awesome. <laughs> Sorry. Didn't even interrupt. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah. Luke's Luke's got to take that job over, so we yeah. have to work on. Oh that. man, 
Luke's Luke's an he could get five hundred dollars. Luke's an expert with that with like a blade. He's, he's an artist. Yeah, he's amazing. So uh yeah, some some things to look out for kind of when you're when you're looking at your pencil. Um we'll get into some things like some warning signs in a bit using some of the taxonomy that Reese has, but um uh the wood, the wood of your pencil. Um it we generally I think the three of us feel that cedar generally sharpens the best. Would you guys say that? This is a fact. Yeah. Yeah. Sharpens the best. Smells really good. It's really smooth. Um, There's also white pine and basswood, which are some some woods that people people use for pencils. Um, It's kind of hard to tell the difference. I think generally cedar is a little bit darker and a little bit redder than the other two. And it smells delicious. It smells. uh, Basswood is generally kind of like pale color, Mm -hmm. um, the color of a super white person's skin. Fish belly. Yeah, mine is very transparent. Um, <laughs> and I, I don't actually know how to distinguish white pine. I don't think I've noticed. Uh, it looks like Ikea furniture. Oh, yeah. That's a good way to put it. It's a little bit, is it a little bit splinty, more splintery? Yeah, I think Matthias mentioned some um, Staler Norris's or Cedar now, but the, all, most of the ones I have are all white pine. So if you have one of those, you can just look at that. Yeah. And there's also um, pencils made from a um, a composite. So... Uh, Charles Charles Berlsheimer, who runs Pencils.com and and Cal- and you know like Cal- uh, Blackwing, I can't speak today. Palomino Blackwing, <laughs> he, he calls them plastic mm-hmm. pencils. Um, there are some that really are a plastic, like um, Wolpex pencils, uh, which are highly highly contested and and debated and toxic. <laughs> That's because people don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Johnny is a Wolpex. Uh, advocate he's been he's been lighting wopex on fire and inhaling I have probably probably the largest wopex collection outside in the world of, maybe i have yeah. the most complete wopex collection in north america yeah i think mm-hmm. is it is it gunter or is it matthias who has like both an insane one both of them have like uh, also they have like the best photographs and the best sharpening jobs <laughs> so yeah. uh it's it, that's made of like a plastic slash wood composite so like sawdust and plastic kind of like melted together in a proprietary blend. Uh, yeah. It's generally a little heavier, and it's a little bit harder to sharpen. You generally have to use a special sharpener for it, like with a stop on it. Yeah, and the finish comes off with it. Yeah. The, f- it at once. the finish is, yeah, just sort of like a rubbery plastic casing around it. And I think also the graphite suffers a little bit because they have to treat the graphite with a special way to get it to, like, bind. Uh, yeah, just, I thought I read somewhere that there's palm oil in it, and the palm oil is what oh. makes it hard to erase. Interesting. I have no idea what those things have to do with one another. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that, and then there's other pencils. Um, often cheap, cheap pencils will include, will just be made out of like sawdust, like compressed sawdust material. Um, I've always found that you can really tell that when you, um, when you sharpen it, if the shavings come off a little too smoothly and there's no wood grain in it, generally it's like... Made from some sort of a sawdust composite, like Yikes pencils are a lot like that, and a lot of the big think, extra fun. Yeah, big quote unquote extra fun. Yeah, and the the regular colored ones that Ecolutions. Yeah, definitely. So you'll definitely run across that a little bit. Um, so generally, we think cedar's the best, but there's a lot of good pencils that are not. And what's the, what is the uh, the Grip Twenty Over One made of? Is it Chulaton? Uh, yeah, it's like that. the pronunciation. Um, oh, it's made out of that, like, Thai wood, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's weird because it's it's really rigid like cedar, but as soon as you touch anything sharp to it, it just kind of melts away. Yeah, and I th- I think to me that's what kind of like helps it feel a little bit scratchier because I think the because it's also really lightweight too. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's really porous. Yeah, it's super lightweight and porous. It's a little bit like flecked if ever you've like looked at it up close. Um, yeah, I have one in here in front of me. It's it's paler than I like. It's not my favorite in the world. That's not bad. It's, I've seen worse. Can you guys seriously hear these fireworks going off outside my house right now? I hear sort of a. It's it sounds like I'm like recording from the Battle of Gettysburg. Right now. <laughs> is it is a I, Tennessee I like live, some sort of an alternate like reality no, where it's the no, fourth? I live time? I live close to my alma mater, Milligan College, like really close. And today is the one day every year where they like everybody wakes up and there's a slip under your door that says cat, classes are canceled and there's like stuff all over campus like games and food trucks and it's just kind of a free day that they just do as a surprise every year and they usually have something and it sounds like they've got a a, a fireworks show <laughs> tonight nice. so That's it sounds awesome. like but it's very close yeah um, it's Sorry. it's not super loud so i bet i can probably like get some of the background noise out okay <laughs> <laughs> i was just getting more impressed because it's yeah. so loud yeah um okay. what else should we talk about should we talk about like the stuff around the barrels like paint or foil oh, wrap. Yeah, we left that off for sure. a little thing. We um so yeah. often, especially today, we talk about foil wrap. And if you have not heard that term, <laughs> it is the worst. <laughs> um, often, if you go to Target and you go to the dollar bin and you buy like Star Wars pencils or Sprite pencils or something, anything with like highly detailed yeah. pictures on the side of it is usually foil wrapped. And it used it used to be that you could um, it would be silk screened on there, so um, it would take like for four different colors it would take four different passes and it was kind of hard to do and just like laborious so somebody finally decided that they're going to take some clear plastic that have been printed with the design and basically shrink wrap it onto the pencil and then clamp the ferrule down on it so it just kind of stays but if it's done poorly which most of the time it is (laughs) uh, when you and or if you have kind of a crappy sharpener uh, you'll get the plastic off or more of the plastic off, and then you're left with like a little ridge. And if you're like me, you just pick at it and pick at it and pick at it and then pull it off, uh, and then you're left with a white blank pencil. And it makes you sad. (laughs) (laughs) So if I buy something that's foil-wrapped, it's usually only just to like to have for like like giggles, like Star Wars pencils, for example. Easter bunny. Yeah, or or Easter bunny pencils. Um, So if you are somebody... Which you shouldn't judge people for. Yeah. That's just what they do. Yeah. (laughs) so for people for whom pencil is just sort of a budget option for writing utensils um yeah it's it's cheap and you see it all over the place and you you probably don't mind because you don't care about your pencils um yeah but that's that um you can get paint on your barrel you get a nice like thick lacquer Uh, palomino um hb pencils have and actually all of the palomino line really um, that have that have paint are really nice and thick and lacquery and just look like like look like a like an old car like an old Chevy from the fifties. Yeah, what I would imagine are just like layer after layer after layer yeah. after layer of and uh, and of paint. and often like I do, I can't speak for them, but I've seen videos before, usually of like Statler Norris pencils and something between like five to seven different layers of of lacquer go on like paint go onto it. And then like yeah. a couple layers of clear lacquer over the top of it. 
I've heard that about Musgrave too, saying that like they use it's like eight layers of yeah. paint to go onto a typical pencil. <laughs> Except for the testing one hundred in which somebody just sort of like Yeah, just like some... puts their hand over their eyes and uses yeah. a spray paint bottle. Right. Yeah. They just load their mouth with silver paint and just go <laughs> protesting because the pencil's a piece of crap and it doesn't deserve a good paint job. It has a very thin layer of paint over the wood and sometimes you can still make out the wood grain underneath it. Yeah, yeah but I've, I've noticed that pencils with a really thin paint tend to warp. Yeah. Get kind of wonky. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so really like good pencils often, if you really love the, the like, like love a nice thick layer of lacquer over it are just nice and thick and smooth. Uh, conversely, um, natural pencils, there's actually two different ways that people go about like natural wood pencils. Um, some of them have no coating on them whatsoever. They're just sanded really well, or maybe a little bit oiled or something. Um, what's a good example of that? Like the cedar points. Yeah. Yeah. I think field notes. Yeah. Those are like a true raw pencil. Um, whereas a lot of, uh, yeah, like forest choice and, like the the black wing 11s have like a really thin clear layer like a mat over the cedar so you don't get like splinters or um your hand like oils don't don't stain the wood which i kind of like actually Karen dash uh the natra yeah like that. yeah that's like thick clear lacquer yeah mm-hmm. they're not as fragrant as like a lot of the other ones that are completely raw but they they have a natural finish so if we say something is raw uh, we'll usually say something They're very pretty. Yeah, something just is just wood, and then your finger. Whereas a natural finish is something that has that clear lacquer over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Raw pencils are what got me into pencils. Yeah. What? Uh, this is the best. Should we before we move on to the graphite, which I think is the meat of this of the the discussion? Should we talk about shapes of pencils? Yeah. Or tofu. <laughs> or to- tofu. The tofu of the conversation. The tofu. Yeah. What? He said it's the meat of the conversation. Yeah, or the, no. the, the, <laughs> or the, the, the guinea pig of the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <fair enough. laughs> the, was it of the, Cuyo, or the yeah. Cuyo of the conversation? <laughs> As we were eating it, one of somebody we were with started making that little like chirping sound that <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I can't even reproduce it. I guess most of the pencils you see are going to be either round or hex. Do you guys have a preference between the two of them? No. It depends on the pencil. Yeah. Depends on the mood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I find the round ones to be a little bit more comfortable. Um, but generally, like, aesthetically, I don't like it as much. And also, I don't think, like, it rolls off the table a little bit more easily. Yeah. What would be awesome would be a flat, ferro round pencil. Ooh. Ooh. Stability and comfort. <clears throat> Blackwing. Yeah. Oh, I'm into mm. that idea. Yeah. What was the one? There was one in the '80s called the the Empire Mustang or something. It had a white plastic square ferrule. Huh. Oh yeah. With a big I've eraser. Need we'll to come pencil. back. Yeah. That's really nice. <laughs> on a round pencil. Yeah. But there are also those weird hybrids, like the um, who makes that now? Somebody bought them. Is it the Richard Best now, or is it Moon Products? Moon Products. The Trirex. Oh, the Trirex. Yeah. It's sort of triangular, but it actually has six sides. Just three are big and three are small. Yeah. Yeah, it takes a while. I had to stare at it to really, like, understand what was happening. <laughs> what is that yeah. pencil? But I think, I think my favorite, like, configuration, though, are graph- uh, graphite pencils. <laughs> no, uh, triangular pencils. Um, Are your favorite? 
I, I think so. I generally think it like as far as comfort goes, mm-hmm. um, they're to me they're more comfortable to hold. But at the same time, as you sort of like rotate your pencil throughout your writing experience, uh, kind of naturally, it you you know you only have like three positions you can rotate it in, so uh, your graphite your point wears a little bit roughly. Well, and also uh, sometimes with the triangular, because you when you rotate it, you rotate it further than with a hex, so right. you actually get a sharper point when you rotate. That's true. Yeah, because I've I've just noticed that with like the tri right, the laddie tri right, because it uh, when you rotate it, if you flatten one side, by the time you rotate it, you're back to the other sharp end of it. Yeah, yeah. So I sort of um, I think my favorite of the triangular pencils would be. Um, Probably my uh, triangular golden bears that I still have a stash of that I will hoard until the day I die uh, or <laughs> until Musgrave gets the capability to produce um, triangular pencils and we can bring them back. But that's that's one of my favorite triangular pencils. Some of them I really wish I could like, like the Triconderoga, <laughs> as we st- talked about before. In the Do you still have a lot of the golden bears left? Um, I probably have like 30 of them. So I have enough, but I also give them out to people too, um, kind of one by one. Um, so I, yeah, I, th- I think I think of ones currently being produced. Like the the Norris School Pencil has a really good um, triangular pencil. Um, actually, just kind of pulling them out of my pencil cup right now. Um, yeah, I think that's maybe my favorite of the current ones that you can get. But uh, the the Con- Ticonderoga Tri-Rite is also pretty good. Yeah, that's <laughs> which is which is not to be confused. This is so confusing with the Triconderoga, which looks cooler, but is crappy. Or the Dixon Laddie Tririte, which is yeah, <laughs> yeah, Triconderoga <laughs> groove. Yeah, <laughs> so weird. Um, they fractured their brand. Um, a lot of people can get in nice pencil stores the Faber Castell Grip two thousand and ones. Love them. Um, I I'm not a big fan, but we we discussed this before. Um, Johnny likes them a lot. Yeah, I just sent you guys some of the softest grade ones. Oh wow! You'll probably get tomorrow. I'm a, I have a bunch of colored ones to send you, Johnny. Like like bright pastels. What? Like neon. Um, at that Ryman store in London, I found like oh, that's awesome. Some bright colored pink and purple. I think you got yours already, Tim. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and have it has, you tried? Yeah, they're great. I'm sorry. It has the have little like, the... diamonds inside rather than <laughs> yeah, the the black diamonds on the inside. That's a Ben Harper song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you tried the ones from UB from Target? Yeah, those are pretty good. Yeah, yeah, those I are pretty forgot good. Forgot about those. Good I have those at school. Yeah. All right. Anything else before we move on to the graphite? Let's do it. Yeah. Um, so the the big thing, and I, I just put in the notes here. Um, I put paper feel, which you know when people talk about like wine, they talk about the mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is sort of like our version of that. So sometimes it can get a little scratchy. Sometimes it's buttery. I think those are kind of the two ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then there's lots of things in between. And then sometimes you can like feel the paper a lot or you can feel like, you know, you, some people say they can feel like the graphite, like rubbing off the pencil, which I'm not quite sure about. <laughs> um, yeah. So the paper feel is, is generally in a, on a scale of like buttery to scratchy. Yeah. And that can be a combination of the core, the, the graphite or the paper or both. Yeah. And yeah. you can also, you know, another thing to think about is the, how centered the wood is. Yeah. So if you look directly at the bottom or at the, I guess I'll call it the business end of a unsharpened pencil. Yeah. 
you'll see the two slats of wood that were connected to cover the graphite. And what you should see is you should see uh, equal uh, sized pieces and uh, equal sides of, uh, why, why am I having trouble saying this? Yeah. Uh, the <clears throat> the slats on either side should be equal. Yeah. So the, the, the graphite core should be right down the middle, split in half. And if you don't have a centered core, uh, which cheaper pencil generally, this isn't always true, but the cheaper the pencil, uh, the poorer the centering is going to be. Yeah, uh, that's not that's not always the case because a pencil like the Forest Choice generally has really nice uh, centered cores, and yeah. those are pretty cheap. But depending on how that is set up, you start to get some problems that, uh, like what David Reese calls the creeping collar, which is where it's kind of sharpening on one side. <laughs> And not on the other, right? Where you see yeah. all the graphite exposed on one color, but then you rotate it, and on the other side you see wood. That's because there's more wood on that side. And, and that uh, can be something that people will blame on a pencil sharpener, and which is, and often it could be a pencil sharpener, but yeah, probably more often it's because the lead is not centered. Yeah, yeah, okay. most often. I mean, I actually noticed. I just finally wore out my first uh, classroom friendly. Mm. Uh, at school, just because kids use it all day long, and it got to the point where it was doing that to like every pencil, just because the blade needs to be replaced. Yeah. And so it was doing that and breaking the lead, and then I finally just like put mine over there and swapped them out, put the other one away, and I just order a new blade at some point, and it just fixed it immediately. And even crappy pencils were sharpening really nicely. So yeah, it can be the sharpener, but it's usually the pencil. Yeah. Um, and that's a that's a sharpener that gets used like forty times a day. Yeah, Probably. That, that's. So. I'm actually sort of impressed. I feel like you should send that back and tell them like, "Oh, hey, like, look what I did to this. This is amazing." <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's gotten like three years of constant <laughs> use by yeah uh, kids. But did you name it? See, I can't remember. That was Clark. Yeah. That's right. That's <laughs> Clark's the blue one, and Addison is yeah. the red one. <laughs> yeah, and so now Addison has so taken much. on full student duty, and now I'm just uh, I'm actually without a classroom friendly at my desk. So hmm. we just got the doll. Yeah. Who's yet to be named. But Carl. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, so you get that problem, the creeping collar. Uh, also, the he calls it the throat exposed by a regular collar top, which is basically just means that if it's not lined up perfectly, that sometimes you'll sharpen it in pieces of the wood, which also has to do with the quality of the wood, will chip off towards the top, towards the uh, the tip of the pencil. So so you have to pay attention to that because that makes that's a pretty crucial uh, attribute of a quality pencil is to be yeah. nice and centered because that just is less of a headache with sharpening. It just makes it easier to sharpen. Uh, it gives you a nice even look and it just looks better. So, yeah. And, um, there's also the, because it's like the permanence factor in pencil leads. Like the mm -hmm. thing that has always bothered me about pencils is, you know, when you put your hand over something and it smears or it transfers to the next page or, you know, so, some way in which the pencil lead does not stay on the page when you want it to. Yeah. So I, I don't know how you guys have found this to be. I've noticed like the less wax, the more smear mm -hmm. sometimes like um, the old uh, paper mate American and American naturals pencils didn't have any wax, but they were still very dark. So they just smeared all over the place. Yeah. But then there are a lot of pencils with a lot of wax that don't smear. I'm sorry, with no wax that still don't smear. Like the um, they don't feel very waxy. Rather, the cedar point doesn't feel particularly waxy. That's it's true. also not very smeary. And that's so, something you get. It's on magic. You little bit in your paper feel of a pencil with not much wax. 
it's probably tends to feel a little bit more on the scratchy side, mm-hmm. but it shouldn't feel even too scratchy then because that's just, you know, a sign of like a bad graphite mixture. So, so even if it's not waxy, it should feel a little, um, it should still feel a little bit buttery. Yeah. And plugging for the Wopex, they don't smear and they yeah. don't ghost. Sure. They also don't erase. Because they don't leave a mark because they're so hey. light. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> I, I do like my Wopex. I like use I I really like using it just be, like just to feel it because it's heavier and it's kind of that rubbery feeling. I just tact tactily it just feels so nice. I still want to try the two B as much as I make fun of it. Yeah. I still want to try the. Oh, you don't have one? No, no. I need oh to get crap! One. I'll send you one. I didn't mean to order them. Colors really cool. Yeah. yeah, I like the color. They look they look nice. Well, uh. The the other interesting thing about pencils, and this this plays right into the the grading of pencils. Um, you know, we have in America we call it you know number one, number two, number one and a half. Uh, I've used a number two and three eighths pencil before, which is interesting. Oh um, yeah, yeah. But well, it, that was in the the Steinbeck thing, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's that's the two and three eighth that Mongol. I just love that that grading right there. Like just <laughs> switch, the just com- switch to the, the companies all patented their their uh, fractions. Yeah. They? Just so go like, to the contest like scale. The two and a half, the two point five, the two and five tenths. Yeah. Is it the Conte scale? Is that what's BHP, etc.? I thought Conte was like one through four, like Thoreau was. Oh, what's the? I think. Well, anyhow, the European system, which most yeah, it came is, later. Yeah, is uh, so right in the middle. You have HB, which is a number two, uh, and then if you go toward the soft side, it's B, two B, three B, four B, five B, all the way to ten B. Uh, or to infinity. Uh, and then on the harder side, it goes 2H, 3H, 4H, 5H, etc. There's also weirdly an F between HB and 2H. H. And H. H. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an F, which I don't really know the difference between that. That's like splitting hairs that I can't quite notice. Oh, that's F for fine. That's number yeah. two and a half. Oh, okay. Okay. So uh, so the the blacker you get, so the more B... It, the more softer and darker it is. <laughs> just that made me think of Spinal Tap. Yeah. Like, how much blacker could it be? <laughs> the answer is none more black. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. the misprinted album covers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the, more, the, the more toward none more black you go, <laughs> uh, the softer it is, so the darker it is, but also um, the faster the point wears down. And so the more H you get, uh, the more your point is retained, but also the lighter it is. So artists use a lot of different uh, sizes of this in various light grades because you can smear the darker ones a little bit more. Um, But for us writing users, um, we generally have like a grade that we prefer to write in that kind of sticks with our, you know, how hard we press down and how dark we like it to be and how much we mind, mind sharpening it. Um, if you are somebody who doesn't like have kind of that particular grade for yourself, um, you should look for it and just know because if you have that number in your head, it'll be much easier to find pencils that you know are going to feel better for you. Um, I think most of us uh, who like pencils a lot um, generally find ourselves within like the 2B area, but that can definitely vary. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people definitely like HB more, which is HB is good because you can find more pencils in the US and HB. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 
it's all about finding that ratio between yeah. darkness and durability because that just makes a huge difference. Some people land, you know, as high as 2H. I've seen people who like to use 2H yeah. and then down to the people who love to use like the MMX, which is yeah. a 6B like a 4B, or something 6B, like that. Yeah. Or yeah, Palomino doesn't grade their pencils, but if they did, mm-hmm. we think it probably would be around there. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, and it's, uh, yeah, it's all about finding that. And, you know, some people we've talked about, we've joked about fountain pens. And one thing people like about fountain pens is how customizable they are mm-hmm. and how like, personalized they can be and with pencils you get kind of the same thing because you have all these different finishes we've talked about the different barrel styles and yeah. you also have the a range of really like 22 different grades of yeah. graphite and so if you can pinpoint what you like and you can you know say like wow i really like yeah so i like the, 4b and you can go find you know mono 100s or something have a really nice pencil and you'll have you'll have a nice centered core you'll have cedar you'll yeah. have the the grade you like you can have you can kind of customize it that way which is really cool so the more the higher the b number on the pencil generally the more it's like the equivalent of like the more wet the pencil the fountain pen so like the more ink it lays down you know could smear and takes longer to dry yeah which is helpful because that's like a bold nib and that's yeah. b so yep. b and b in that direction yeah so uh i i somebody asked us in the group or in the the chat um what we think that the um the blackwing 24 um, core is like like on that grading scale. Um, it seems like HB. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I think about HB. Yeah. yeah. Um, Wendy in the group says that she thinks that it's more of an F. Yeah, I could totally I could see that, but yeah, I mean, yeah, just a little touch further than HB, but it it, yeah, yeah. My money uh, would still be out right th- right there in the middle somewhere, somewhere yeah. between H and B. You know, so like the six oh two is probably two B ish. Mm-hmm. Um, the Pearl, which is right in the middle between the MMX and the 602, is probably 3 or 4B-ish. And then mm-hmm. the MMX would be like 5 or 6B-ish. Yeah. Um, There's a really good uh, Jet Pens post that, where they they do comparisons and try to figure out what it would what it would end up at. And yeah. They, it's, they, they land pretty convincingly at 2B for 602, yeah. 4B for the Pearl, and 6B so, for the... So the the reason of like for these gradings is because like the more, um, what is it? The more clay that's in it, in in the mixture, the more like dark and soft it is, and the more the more the more graphite. The more graphite. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, and the more clay, the the harder and lighter it is, which makes sense because graphite is the pigment. And then sometimes, like with the oh god, when they like the 2004 Black Warriors, they put so much wax in them that they wind up lighting, writing a lot lighter. Yeah, you could use it as a candle, just light it on fire. Yeah, the <laughs> wax gets in between the paper and the graphite. So, uh, yeah, and so like if if your mixture is really good, like if you spend a lot of time on it and the graphite's just good, you can get the like more darkness and more durability durability out of it. It's not quite as much of a trade off. There's always going to be a trade off, but I find like testing pencils to be a really good example of something that is both dark and has point retention. Um, like the the Musgrave testing one hundred. I know you guys aren't a fan, but also like the the generals, gen- the generals. Yeah, uh, and the generals layout too. It's like yeah. super dark pencil that lasts forever. Yeah, yeah. And you, Johnny, you mentioned that one being a smear proof pencil. Yeah, so we were talking about smearing. The 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 layout is a good one for yeah, avoiding it smear. Kind of dry in a weird mm-hmm. way, yeah. not in an unpleasant way though. Should we uh, should we travel down the pencil to the other end? The butt. <laughs> <laughs> to the rear of the pencil. To the rear of the um, pencil. Um, I think 
That was nice. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Johnny what brought it to the next level. That was for me. <laughs> Whoever smoked it, dealt it. Dowdy, are you here? <laughs> oh. Is he back? Whoa. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, He's over here funny. with a mouth harp. That, that was weird. Uh, I would say, if that was a... I was coming out of a rear. You should see a doctor or something. Whatever that sound was. <laughs> He's early tonight. <laughs> so uh, there's all different sort of things that can be on the end of the pencil. Um, yeah. I think that most most people in the U.S. are familiar with an eraser to pencil. Mm-hmm. So an eraser and, that's generally detached by a ferrule. And sometimes crimped and sometimes glued. Nobody can. Yeah, I I think the crimped looks cool, but I think the glued works better. Generally. I think I think the opposite. Oh, really? <laughs> I like the look of the glue, but that, I always wind up pulling them off. Not always, but often. Yeah, it depend, depends who's doing it because yeah. the, like the one thing, I, I love the USA Gold pencils, but one thing is that you can just pull off the ferrules with like zero effort at yeah. all. You, yeah, can like breathe, you can like breathe them off the end of the pencil. But, <laughs> it's a blow, uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but because I think they're, but they're technically crimped on there. But There's... They just there, don't stay. There's definitely like times where the crimping is just in like two spots, like across from each other, and mm-hmm. then there are times when there's a crimp at like each, each 90 degrees of the barrel. So I think that that depends a lot on it because sometimes when there's just two like crimps on there, it just like kind of rocks and pops off. Mm-hmm. Depending on how. Yeah. Plus, the, those USA golds are kind of narrow, but the ferrules aren't. Yeah. So I wonder if it's like a fit issue. Yeah. The uh, field notes pencil is an interesting example of like a ferrule that is not crimped. There's no like little holes that have been pushed in into the wood. Um, they are really hard to get off. Yeah, that's true. I had to cut the end of a pencil to hack wing it. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Um, a lot of people in, in Europe, for example, and art pencils in the U.S., uh, a lot of them are dipped, um, which basically just, just means that it's like been finished. It's usually... I never. I really am not good at telling whether or not it's like a plastic cap, or it's dipped, like in paint. Do you guys? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it easy, mm-hmm. easy for you to tell the difference? No. It's for me. It's just like with the something like the Mono One Hundred. Yeah. It's easy to tell because it's you can tell it's plastic. So if you can sort of tap it against something and sort of hear the difference between plastic or wood, that's the best way I can find, yeah. I can tell. And with that one, actually, you can see the seam, or or I think the. Uh, mm. Uh, the high, high uni yeah. is kind of the same way where you can see the, see the seam and it's real shiny and rounded yeah. off nicely. And I'm figuring, yeah, they're probably not going to take the time to round off the corners and then paint the wood. So it's probably, yeah, it's probably a cap, but I think my favorite example of a, of a dipped would be the, um, the Norris school pencils. Mm. Yes. I, I love the, it's, it goes the paint, the kind of the yellow and black paint. And then there's a little area that's white. And then there's another little area that is uh, for HB um, red. And then is it orange? It's orange for 2B. Yeah. yeah they used to be black mm. for 2B. Yeah. And then they're like 3B is uh, like green or red or green or blue. And then 4B is green or blue. I love that system. It's... Yeah. It's so cool. Just easy to tell at a glance. Um, and then Faber, often with. Say again. Faber Castell does something weird on the grips and the. The nine thousands, where it looks like there's like an itty bitty piece of plastic there mm. that gets coated in paint. Yeah, or it's one of those hands off the edges. out there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I I generally find I prefer writing with the eraser ones. I think because to me it provides a really good like counterbalance at the end of my pencil. 
uh, it's like writing with a pen cap on or something like on the end. Um, but that's purely just kind of a personal preference. And I know that I often, you do use like it's like pencil to pencil and it's very light and springy. Kind of a, I, I agree with you. I feel like that's must be, must be like what we're used, used to in the States. But yeah. In Europe, people probably say the opposite just because they're, they're yeah. used to not using them with the eraser and you, you learn to write differently. But yeah. I have trouble with pencils that don't have ferrules on it and erasers. Yeah. My handwriting gets worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. And uh, of course, there's a, there's always like a naked, un, unfinished end that is just like you can see the other side of the graphite. Um, that's that's it's always a nice touch on a natural pencil too. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely looks yeah, like natura. It, it's very minimalist. Yeah. Um, those Muji pencils that you can get at Muji's outside of the United States are, um, are unfinished at the end. Yeah, uh, I'm a I'm I a can, fan. It, all that said about ferrules and uh, stuff, I I also uh, like just the naked yeah. end, just nothing on there. Yeah, it messes with my handwriting, but I, I like the way it looks. Sometimes I like, which I've talked about this before, but like with the forest choice, I like to pull off the ferrule and sharpen that end of it so that it's just like a totally naked, nothing pencil. Yeah, that feels nice, and um. Sometimes you can sharpen out the other end and I just have two different points. So if you, mm -hmm. you know, want to like maintain, so just gotta, have a sharp point on each end. Yeah, got to add that to the, the, the glossary is the Darth Maul pencil. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's pretty great. Yeah. Where did that come? Was, was that a TJ thing or was that you, Tim? It was me. That's, that's all I think. I don't Tim Wasson original. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go with that. Copyright. <laughs> patent pending. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what else do we talk about with pencils? I don't know. We we covered a lot of the, yeah. the good basic stuff. We've talked about uh, the basic anatomy and the words to use when talking about the pencils. Uh, we've talked about the wood. Should, should we maybe talk about a couple yeah. of, of our favorite pencils and just kind of explain yes. the reasons why? That was, that was the next thing I was going to say is that another great place that if you're just starting out to go to, which you probably should have said this at the beginning because <laughs> somebody's been with us for like an hour and a half at this point, um, our top five page is a good place to start. Uh, as far as just kind of dependable things to try out. So, yeah, let's, let's do that. And Johnny, can you start us out? Sure. Um, I don't know if I'd go with the same one today. This is a couple, when was this, January? Um, but number one, I would go with Mitsubishi Penmanship 4B, which is so heavily lacquered. Yeah, it's super heavily lacquered mm. with a big, fat, thick, soft core that for how soft it is doesn't smear that well that much it smells incredible it's beautiful um they're not that easy to get and they're sort of expensive but it's two bucks a know. cw pencil yeah yeah think of it versus a pen it's pretty yeah. awesome um i would go with the second and third most recent black wings the 211 which is natural and beautiful and i love natural pencils and the 1138, because it has a really soft mmx core and i really really like the mx mmx um on the other end of the spectrum, so the Karen Dash Natura HB and the Faber-Castell Castell Grip Black. I think it's called the Design Grip or something. Mm. Um, they run a little on the harder scale than the Japanese pencils for you know rough, more rough paper or more point retention, depending on what you're doing. Um, to that, I would add the Castell 9000 in B, which I used to have on my list. And I'm going to put back on my list. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a, that's a really good balance of, you know, 
Rubber Castell pencils are a little, not scratchy, they're light, but they're, they're smooth. But the, the B is perfect. Now I'm rambling. <laughs> <laughs> Go, who's next on the page on here? Andy. Yeah. Um, I was just looking at it, and mine hasn't changed a lot since I've updated this. Last updated it. Um, I think my favorite is still the Golden Bear, um, mostly because it's so inexpensive. It's $2.25 for, for 12 of them. Um, I, I think it is gorgeous. It's very heavily lacquered. It's a kind of a heck, like a soft hex. Um, the ferrule is, has like a really great little stripe on it. I think it is, if you get the blue one, which is my favorite, um, it has a little red stripe on the ferrule, like a little painted red stripe. That's super unique. Uh, and then a bright orange eraser and the eraser is not great performing, uh, but I generally have a different, like a handheld eraser with me. Uh, and that orange is striking, I think, especially with the with the blue. Um, it writes a little bit harder. I would say it's a pretty true HB writing experience. Um, and it's a touch scratchier than maybe like the Blackwing 24. But I, for the price and how it looks, I just think it's just such a great pencil. Uh, it's definitely, for me, like replaces the Ticonderoga as sort of like the like the greatest semi-cheap which um, semi-cheap being a word that Johnny coined a while ago, uh, mean, <laughs> <laughs> meaning like not like super cheap pencils, uh, but not super, super expensive. Um, uh, also the Palomino Blackwing 602 or the Palomino Blackwing 211, both of which have the same core. Um, the 602 has a heavily lacquered finish and the 211 has just a, like a light natural, natural finish. Um, I yeah love writing with both of them. They both feel really good. Um, the Blackwing, if you're not used to a Blackwing, that that top is like a little bit of an over counterbalance because it's such a big heavy ferrule, and there's a really big like chiclet sized piece of an eraser in there. Um, so it's a little bit overcompensates, but I think you can adapt pretty quickly to it. Um, I like both of those for different reasons as far as like the aesthetics go. Um, I like the Mitsubishi Hayuni 2B, uh, which you can get at um, CW Pencils or Jet Pens. I like it. It has very much the same aesthetic as that one, the penmanship that Johnny's talking about, although it's not quite as as much. I don't really know how to say it past <laughs> that. Um, but still, yeah, it still is gorgeous, and it writes amazingly. It's really buttery um, on that like paper feel scale. It's super buttery especially only being 2B, which is relatively hard compared to like the 4B of the penmanship that Johnny likes. Uh, I like the Musgrave Test Scoring 100 for reasons I really can't explain. <laughs> it's <laughs> I complicated. I can't defend it anymore. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's has a super hard hex. Um, it has a very thin lacquer, <laughs> so there's hardly any protection between your fingers and the corners. Um, it looks like it was made by tacky aliens. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> tacky aliens. <laughs> it looks super weird. It has this silver color, and the typography on the side is real, real strange. Um, which is, I think, part of why I like it because it's kind of the underdog. It's like, oh, guys, sorry, look at me. That's just thinking of those like those weird squares and like yeah. some are filled in. Like looks like crop it's, circles or it's, something. It's like if you think about it, you can tell that it's like filling in a square on like a standardized test. But mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. it takes a while to get there. Like <laughs> yeah. they they tried to like do that like with like, wingdings yeah. or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, but it does, in my opinion, have a really good sort of like balance between hardness and uh, darkness. Um, 
it keeps the point really well, but while still writing very thick, but it just hurts your hands to write too much because <laughs> it's very sharp. And then uh, as something I've mentioned um, a couple episodes ago, the, the Statler Norris school pencil, which is just super, it's funny cause it's really ubiquitous in Europe. Like everybody has seen the school pencil. Everybody knows what it looks like. It's like, that's their Ticonderoga, right? But it's really hard to be found over here. Like people just don't have it. And um, every time I write with it, somebody's like, ooh, that's pretty. So um, it's just, it's your basic number two pencil, but like the European version. So those are my my five. I would maybe, you know, I, I rotate others in and out, but I guess the other like main one that I might switch something out with is that other, um, that Tombow KMKKS pencil, that blue and, yellow and white one that you can get from, CW pencils, you know that oh, one? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The yellow, the yellow dip. Yeah, it feels very similar to that Penmanship 4B by Mitsubishi, but it's like, it's a different aesthetic. It looks different. That is pretty. Yeah, to me, it writes basically the same. I like that one a lot. Tim, how about you? What are your five and why? Um, I will start with the obvious, which I talk about all the time, which is the Palomino HB. It's truly like my soulmate pencil. Uh, Cormate. No, no, yes, no. For me, <laughs> um, yeah, I love yeah it's more. just I can't so get away from it. <laughs> I talk about it all the time. It's just I I can't get away from it. I try other things, and then I always end up back with it, and I can't quit it. So it is. <laughs> I can't quit you. <laughs> I can't quit you, right? Palomino <laughs> HP. Um, I like the blue ones. The blue ones are my favorite. I ordered them in mass quantities, so I'll have them for the rest of my life, which I'm happy about. Uh, but it's a it's an HP pencil. It is very similar to the Blackwing 24. So if you're listening to this and the Blackwing 24 isn't available anymore, it's not as sort of striking or interesting looking, I think, but um, it writes very similar. So it's it's a pencil that has triggered my hoarding instincts like no other. I have lots and lots and lots the, of them. The blue one uh, is the same sort of blue as the Golden Bear, which is one mm-hmm. of my favorite blues, especially yeah, the pencil. The Golden Bear and the Palomino are kind of uh, they're paintings. Yeah, they they both have a they come both come in blue and orange. So and it's just a different price point. So you can get the Golden Bear for you know less than three dollars, and then the the Palomino HP comes in around uh, eleven or something like that. Yeah. So, but totally worth it. Favorite pencil ever. Uh, Blackwing six hundred two. You guys have talked about that already. Uh, next one is the Ticonderoga Laddie, which is just kind of interesting. <laughs> pencil that you don't see in stores always but it's a, a ticonderoga that's a which you call a semi-jumbo it's round instead of hex and it's just a little fatter than a normal pencil so it's really comfortable to use really comfortable to hold it's just uh finding a good sharpener is your main thing and i recommend the classroom friendly large hole sharpener or the doll 133 hmm. crank sharpener both of those are amazing with the with the laddie i use those all the time they also have the tri-write the laddie tri-write which is the same pencil same kind of semi-jumbo size but in triangular shape because one of my problems with a lot of the triangular pencils is they're too small mm-hmm. the um because my i just have like kind of fat fingers kind of sausage fingers so uh the, <laughs> this one's bigger so it, it's easier for me to hold and uh, hold comfortably and uh my favorite semi-cheap um, which, like Andy was saying, his is the Golden Bear. My favorite semi-cheap is the Forest Choice HB. Yeah. Which is also by Palomino, it, which is under $3 a dozen as well. has a natural finish, so a thin a thin coating, but draws a nice line. What were you going to say, Andy? Sorry. And it's 
gorgeous. Like the, that green metallic ferrule. Yeah, it's really simple looking. Yeah. Uh, the 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 stamping is kind of a green black. Yeah. Color, which is really cool looking. The the eraser is junk, but yeah. What is the uh, price at nowadays? It's under three dollars a dozen. I don't know the exact price, but I want to say two twenty five a dozen. Hmm. Something like that. But I always I I got one. I buy one every year. Uh, for school because I give those away to my students. My students love them, like love them, love them. I have kids that come and like ask for one in the middle of the day. They're like, hey, I just finished that other one. Can I have another one? <laughs> like they're junkies coming in for a fix. And so I'll, I'll send them off with another, but I buy a, a box. Come on, man. I got to have a pencil, man. 144 uh, every year. Uh, Pencils.com does a back to school sale. Uh, and that's one of the ones that usually gets discounted. So I can get 144 of them for like 25 bucks or something like that. So um, I do that. I've done that two years in a row to get just to give away to students, and I, I love it. And the last one that's this isn't on my list on the website, but I'm going to add it is the one I was talking about earlier, the Tombow 2558B. Yeah, um, that's got to be on the list because this is just it's a killer pencil. It does everything. It has the classic look of the yellow number two, but just performs so much better than just about anything else out there. So that's my list. Where can everybody find these lists of which we speak? Uh, it is if you go to our website, which is erasable.us, uh, at the top you'll see a menu, and it's it's titled the graphite lists. Which I was just thinking, maybe we should retitle that so people can find it when they're yeah. like Google, googling stuff. You know, we should just put like call it the top five or something because the the URL is .us slash top five. Yeah, you erasable.us slash top five. Yeah, we should just change it to top five, um, which I can actually do because I'm in there, but. Um, yeah, so check out that list. That's a good place to start. Uh, I hope this has been helpful for people. I, I, mean, I, I think it has, and it's just it's fun to talk about this kind of stuff every once in a while. You know, get back to your roots, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, talk about the basics. So it's been good to go back yeah. over this. If you have any questions about this kind of stuff, we're uh, we're on Twitter and Facebook and all that. You can get in touch with us, which which we'll go over. And join the group because just a second. if you are on Facebook because you can tap in not to just our collective minds, but also the hive mind of a thousand people and strong. Over strong. a thousand people. Yeah. yeah. So crazy. So awesome. But uh, hopefully this is, this has been useful. And as you kind of wade through it and you look over or you listen, hopefully it helps you kind of zero in on what is your perfect pencil when you factor in the aesthetics and you factor in the the end, the eraser or the dip, or it's just a naked end, or what kind of graphite do you like, what yeah. grade feels right, what kind of wood do you like, what kind of sharpener do you and, and it really is like super customizable. You can end yeah. up with something that is just right for you, which I honestly I feel like I've I've found in the Palomino H B and the, the sharpeners and, I use. I still use a ton of other stuff, but you can find that sort of perfect little that one pencil that's just yeah. just right. And really, there are no wrong answers, like unless mm. unless you like Wilpex. Right. Exactly. But, uh, yeah. You guys are yeah, lucky. Good, I'm good on mute. point. <laughs> yeah. Good point, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice> long. <laughs> um, unless you like foil pencils, is really what I should say. Foil wrap pencils. Uh, that is yeah. a wrong answer. But everything else, like whatever, whatever you like, yeah. But it's just a pencil. Wrong. So. Andy, where can people find you on the internet? I am uh, always on the internet. Um, you can get me on Twitter at at a wealthy a w e l f as in Frank l e or you at Woodclinch. Internet. Yes, I work. I work in a little house at the edge of the internet, little <laughs> office. <laughs> um, actually, no, I used to. Now I work at like 
a giant factory right in the middle of the internet. <laughs> yes, <true. laughs> right on the industrial side of town. <laughs> um, and you can read um, my very infrequent blog posts uh, at woodclinch.com. So, um, Johnny, how about you? I am on the internet at pencilrevolution.com. I'm on Twitter at Pencilution and on Instagram at Johnny Gamber, one word. How about you, Tim? Tim. I'm on Twitter at Tim Wassum, and I'm on Instagram at Timothy Wassum. And uh, thank you for listening to the Erasable Podcast. You can find this episode's show notes at erasable.us slash 50. We, as always, strongly encourage you to join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash erasable. And like our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash podcast. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at podcast, and also now on Instagram at podcast. No underscore, just all one word, podcast, or all, all together podcast. We'd really appreciate it if you'd head over to iTunes and rate and review the podcast. This helps us become more visible. Uh, we don't understand the iTunes algorithm, but there are weird things that happen. So the, the more reviews we have, the more likely we are to be recommended to people from connections to whatever other podcasts they listen to. So we'd really appreciate that. It's very helpful for us. Also helpful just for the sake of feedback and making this podcast better. Um, and also, if you have Overcast, you can recommend us on Overcast or whatever podcatcher you use. There's usually some way to recommend things or uh, give us the thumbs up because we really appreciate that. Thanks to Papernary for supporting the show. And remember to use the coupon code Erasable50 to save 10% through the end of April. So if you're listening, uh, today's the a April 11th. So that is a nice long amount of time to get that uh, great 10% off. So thank you to Papernary for sponsoring this episode. And hey, guys, this is 50 episodes. So 50, 50 more, guys. We can do it. Yeah. So thank you to you guys. This has been, this has been fun. Been a yeah. good episode. I'm glad, glad to be doing with this, this with you guys. So Are 50, we quitting now? Five up. <laughs> yeah. Drop the mic. I'm gonna, Crap. I'm going to drop, drop my blue snowball mic here <laughs> in the trash can on the way to, on the way to bed. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to turn it over to Caroline and Caitlin and Alex for the rest. Hey, yeah. they'll probably do a better job. That's <laughs> the foods we've got here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening to episode 50 of the Erasable Podcast, and we hope to see you on the Facebook group, and we will see you in a few weeks. Thanks, everybody. Bye. The intro music for the Erasable Podcast is graciously provided by This Mountain a collaborative folk rock band from Johnson City, Tennessee. You can check out their music at www.thismountainband.com.